G'day everyone, Max here. Just before we kick off this week's podcast, I wanted to chat about another podcast that I recently featured with, The Freedman Podcast. I stopped in and I chatted about my favourite albums and gigs from throughout the decades. Definitely worth a listen. Uh, there's a link to the show at the bottom of this episode. Otherwise, enjoy Children Collide and listen to me absolutely destroy this intro in a bad way. Welcome back to the 78 Amped Podcast. It's Max Higgins again, and I'm joined today by Children Collide, who have been on the scene again recently after disappearing for a little while, and it's good to hear, hear from them again. So let's let's dive in before they dive into their latest album dropping, uh, which is called Time Itself. Johnny, Ryan, and Chelsea, welcome to the show. How are you going? Hello. Good. Bloody good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> We um we like to start the podcast uh, the same way every day here with um, by finding out what's been spinning in your playlists or maybe some vinyl or or cassettes if you want to go that way. Yeah, I've been listening to the new Tyler the Creator album a lot. I like that. Yep. Yep. Is there a is there a particular track that's standing out to you? Is like that the, song the- I've been like that song Juggernaut. It's like super trappy. I've been bumming everyone out with it. It's pretty high octane. I've been playing it around people that are less octane than that. Story of your life. Story of my life, man. Less <laughs> octane people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's good album good. though. Good album. Yes, great album. I have to agree with that. Anyone else? Um, I just recently listened to Fatima Al Qadiri's new record, which is called Medieval Femme, or Femme, mm-hmm. one of those, um, which is very fitting for this time. It's very yep. meditative. Okay. Well, compa- in, in comparison to the octane levels of Juggernaut, how would you describe it? <laughs> 98 or 91? Not through Juggernaut yet, but I'm sure it's um, somewhere Maybe- under. Yeah. Medieval octane. <laughs> Baroque octane. I've also been really late on the Krungbun train and I've been enjoying that quite a lot. Well, to be fair, I think you've stumbled into Krungbun wrong in the wrong season. It's too warm and sunny to be playing at this time of year, I think. But I've been listening to it whilst I skate and, of course, Sydney's weather is pretty heavenly. So True. That's very true. A, a summer fantasy. <laughs> you say that hugging a hot water bottle, but yeah. <laughs> Johnny, what have you been? Uh, what have you been listening to? Uh, I was gonna say a more two-stroke than Octane, but it's actually even. It's more, it's more ca- canoe. I've been listening to Martin Denny a lot. Um, pretty uh, modern stuff from about the fifties. Um, <laughs> uh, the The Enchanted Sea and and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I kind of love that era of studios where it was still like all the instruments they'd used to make kind of film music and but the 60s was kind of up ahead anyway i've been listening to that and a little bit of harold budd pavilion of dreams (laughs) (laughs) that's what i've been listening to hey eclectic mix but yeah none of that really relates to children collide 
That diet doesn't have to. That's the beauty of, of that question is that we find that people will go through one thing um, while they're, you know, writing or recording. And then as soon as they're finished, they're like, you know what? I'm not listening to that at all. I'm going a completely different direction. Well, uh, let's let's dive into the, to time itself, uh, I guess. And, you know, there's it, it's been a while for, for anyone that doesn't know, it's been a while between drinks for Children Collide. And there's plenty um, in the album for fans of the older material, but there's a lot of sort of new textures and sounds as well. Do you think that this was kind of a, a culmination of almost a decade of pent-up Children Collide material, or did, did the sort of the songwriting only start once you knew you were getting the band back together? It was the culmination of a decade of pent-up frustration. And, uh, <laughs> and yes, look, some of the material was songs that, it just it just felt so unfinished, and uh, I'd been writing straight off the bat, back of Monument for the next record, and there was stuff that I personally thought should have been on Monument, and then um, there was kind of that era, and then there was a big lull, and, and there was Ryan and I realizing we were going to do it again, and then he and I getting together and writing again. So it was kind of two two different periods, I guess. The the um, things that were burning a hole in the hard drive and needed to get released. And then things were like, holy shit, we're making a record. Let's write some other songs that are the kind of songs we want to put out. (laughs) Was it, uh, I suppose, how much of it would you say was written um, sort of here and in New York? Like, is there a real breakdown or was it all kind of a patchwork of a couple of different places? It's a patchwork. There's a song that has been around since the start of the band that we used to play live in the early days. And there's a song that was written two weeks before we went to the studio. There's a song in there where Ryan played me a riff off his phone walking around a park in Melbourne. There's, um, yeah, there's a kind of all kinds of stuff. The New York stuff is like uh, uh, Return to Femmes and stuff like that, which is like, yeah, anyway, it's kind of all over the shop. But somehow Lauren managed to tie it all together, which I think is what a good producer should do. Whoa. Hand up, ready to ask a question too. I'm, I'm happy to take questions if you've got them. Oh, is that, I, that works finally. I, I clicked that before when I remember that. was. How do I do that? <laughs> uh, guys, I've got a question. I've got a question. I can't. I'm gonna, how the fuck do you use Zoom? That's my question. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine at this point. <laughs> uh, do you find that there's like, a, you know, New York is a far cry from, from Melbourne or, or Sydney. You know, does it does it change up the process when you're riding in a, in a place where you can get a good bodega sandwich pretty easily? <laughs> That's a good question. I personally feel like every experience, every place you're at, you kind of build up these like creative credits in yourself where – they can come out later. So you can be in Sydney and an experience you had in somewhere like New York will come out. Um, and you maybe you haven't even been able to process it until you've had time to sit down in another place. And for me, like all that time living there and soaking it all up, I feel like I've got all these little stories to tell and little kind of musical vibes to explore. And there's a, a big pent up batch of them still in me. So I don't know if it's more about where you're writing, but more about how you're living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. It sounds like there's a lot of pent up, all sorts of emotions <laughs> <laughs> at various points. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sorry, no, it doesn't. No, I don't know what I was going to say. 
the um, there's there's a lot of sort of chat about how there was a lot of relationship mending to, you guys had to do to bring the band back together. Like, did that ever feel like it factored into any of the, you know, when you were getting 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 back into the studio? Was there ever a moment where you felt like you couldn't click back in straight away, or, or was it all pretty pretty organic? Right. It was really easy. I feel like it was really easy. It was over a bunch of years, kind of you know, leading up to us playing again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it felt organic, I guess, but yeah, ne- I, I never personally felt any any problems with clicking. It was more like artisanal than organic. Artisanal? <laughs> um, you could get it at a market. It was, yeah. yeah, it was kind of a, a, where we consider ourselves a farm-to-table band. Yeah, oh, man, I was about to say that. Um, oh, I'm waiting for my, my spot. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're not buying children collide at uh at woolworths oh no no they're capitalizing on it don't worry they're cashing in on our, su- on our success <laughs> <laughs> and and chelsea you know sort of as the newest edition what did you find was it was like sort of slotting into that dynamic into the farm to table band dynamic yeah, well, yeah, definitely. What was it like being on the table? <laughs> uh, first, I missed the farm, but <laughs> no, I felt extremely comfortable because uh, Johnny and Ryan were already mates and it felt very natural. Yeah, right. Do you, you don't have a best and worst of the things about working with Johnny don't and Ryan? Don't ask her that. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good question. I've got heaps. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll keep those to myself for now. <laughs> hey, there might be another album you can get it out in. <laughs> wait, wait, just text me after this, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's pent up uh, emotion everywhere. In the band. <laughs> I don't think, no, uh, I think it's very well released. Often, so pent up. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually. Playing shows allows us to release. It's like it's such a therapeutic uh, activity for us, but all individually and also as a team. So not playing shows um, definitely causes us to be a lot more tense than we would usually be when we're on tour. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. That's that's very true. Do you, I suppose hitting the stage after what like a nine-year break must have been a, a, a pretty weird experience and and chelsea uh, for you to to join in it as well was there was there any kind of um like i guess in the same way that you, you felt it was organic coming back together as a band was it was it the same experience when you hit the live stage who's answering okay. that you know what that, that fire fire aid for me fire aid which was this benefit we did in Adelaide for the bushfires. Remember that? That was only a year and a half ago. Um, that felt, that jumping, jumping on stage with the other guys and, and feeling like a real band and playing to like this really crazy big, excited crowd. Uh, it felt so natural. And that's kind of when I realised it was, it was kind of working again. Mm. Yeah, it felt quite normal. <laughs> and actually playing the shows during COVID, it's been like the most normal thing that's happened. <laughs> I can guarantee you're the only band that we've had on uh, that said that. Really? Yeah. Well, that, they... everyone else has been been talking about how watching people sit down and eat their salmon has been really off-putting to their live performance. Oh, we were doing that years ago. Yeah, that's why we did our yeah we we did our time playing to people eating salmon. I don't know what those, I don't know what those other bands are doing, but uh, 
Yeah, there's there's no opportunity to eat salmon. <laughs> we're not we're Maybe not that's... fish farmed at table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're wild caught. Yeah. I feel like I feel like dinner and a show is a new angle for children collide though. Like in a nice you know, fifties club setting, like yeah. uh like some of the music you've been listening to. Yeah. I do it. <laughs> little little like small lamps on the table. Yeah, yeah. The um, I suppose speaking about the sort of the the, the scene that you guys departed from um, in in twenty twenty, well, sorry, in in twenty twenty one, it's it's very different to the scene that you guys departed from. Where do you where do you guys kind of think that 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 guitar driven rock music sort of sits in the picture nowadays? Uh, I, I'm not very. I'm probably not a good person to answer this because I've I've not been here. But I will say, I I think. Considering what is happening now and what the time is, is kind of antithetical to making a good band and making good art. So I try not to really think about it, but I think there's always a place for cool music. There's like, you know, there's a saying about there only being two kinds of music, good music and bad music. So whether you're making it with guitars or whether you're making it with with Ableton, it doesn't matter. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing that we've seen a lot through COVID is that there's been this rise in sort of the bedroom producer, right? Like, you know, um, someone who, who, who has, has, has steered away, you know, whether or not they're an established artist has steered away from going into a, a studio probably because they can't. Uh, do you find that it's it, that, do you, do you think that that's a lot harder to do, um, you know, with it, with a, a guitar based band, you know, it's harder to get people in a room to, to sort of jam through a couple of chords. Yeah. Although you're pretty successful at it, Ryan, like doing the whole thing and making a guitar band without, I mean, you still bring the band together, but. You bloody stop that right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, honestly, that's also, happen- you're a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. But, um, but no, I feel like that's how this album kind of came about. Like we worked independently from each other for a bit, you know, and you, you, you've always, you've always, kind of done your thing we've always built on demos from stuff that you've done like i feel like it's still i think it's still hard i think it still takes getting in the room with another producer someone gets kind of see the big picture with children collide anyway like we could probably try and make a record that way but i think demoing fine but yeah i think i think the bedroom producer which all three of us can do in our own right for our own projects but i don't think for children collide it really works there's 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 an energy that happens with this live and with this in the studio that I think if it was just one person recording to Ableton, it wouldn't really work for this band. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'd you like- don't foresee a, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'd like to say, Max, from my opinion, going back to your question is that um, it feels like bedroom producers reached a certain point of uh, exploring technology in a way that it feels like you know we had pc music and flume and all of these producers who showed us all these sorts of limits that um we could get to with technology and then now that that's kind of died off a little bit i think that there is more of a place for guitar music and especially now as we continue to deal with our ptsd i think that there will be an even bigger place for guitar driven music as therapy, yeah, that's such a better answer than any of us have given the whole interview. <laughs> yeah, can you do the rest of the answer? 
Ron and Johnny, please drop yeah, off. I, it's I, in our I, Chelsea. I right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, I suppose talking about that sort of um, product, like bringing the the producer into the 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 project, having having that extra person sort of sitting on top of your music in in a way when you're you're recording you know partially in australia partially in new york and and not necessarily all together at the same time did you guys when when the album was sort of working through did you guys work with a producer who was in the room with you or did you did you sort of farm it out to someone who was maybe a a zoom call away or a a, you know something like that the producer we used wouldn't know how to fucking do that (laughs) (laughs) He, he do with the yeah electronics from the fifties, but I think he has one of those phones where you put the earpiece, hold the earpiece up to your ear, and then speak into the little funnel thing. <laughs> he texts in Morse code. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so no, we were in the room with with Lauren. Um, there were times where he would spend hours changing some stupid fucking cable from the nineteen fifties over. And I'd be sitting there and then I'd, I'd go to a guitar solo and I wouldn't get it in the first go and he'd crack the shits at me. I'd be like, I just sat there <laughs> watching you change a cable for fucking hours, man. And you want me to get the guitar solo in the first go. But yeah, having that, having him in the room and that, that was really important. And he really pushed us to do everything live, which Ryan and I got very lazy, I think, back in the day, not having to do that and having producers that would just chop and loop you but doing it that way it really feels like the energy of the band it feels like the rehearsal room and it feels like the early eps as well which is it was just something we we definitely had in front of our minds as a, as a goal speaking as you were mentioning that each of you sort of had has worked in some form to be a bit of a bedroom producer did it, how many of those lessons uh did you guys bring bring back to children collide um when you got back into the room? I don't reckon I would have rejoined the band if I hadn't gone and done my own thing um, and kind of got a whole new perspective on things. So that's a big one. Um, That's a huge lesson. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost the opposite. So I was like, I I love doing Fascinator. I love doing stuff by myself, but it's really made me appreciate how fun it is to be in a band with two other people that are great musicians that you respect and you can trust and being on a team together it's like it's 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 really quite a special little family thing yeah yeah no oh. <laughs> uh, i feel like I'm, I'm i'm acting as some kind of psychiatrist no. <laughs> I, I also wondering is chelly you starting beef with flume <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah, may as well. What's he ever done for music? <laughs> Fuck you, Flume. <laughs> well, I mean, to, to, to wind it up, I, I guess as best as you can guess, what does the rest of 2021 hold for Children Collide? <laughs> Cancel a few more shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just keep announcing them and then a couple of days before, Gladys can pull the rug out from our feet. Um, it's a fun game. It's a fun, fun game. We're going to try and make sure Ryan doesn't leave um, his apartment for a, a few more months. <laughs> it's like flowers. In, it's like flowers in the attic, but it's just drummers in the apartment. 
it's actually been my favorite part of being in a band getting fucking quarantined, quarantined constantly <laughs> um, I will put out, we'll put out the record we'll do a tour what are you gonna say Cheryl? oh no we've got 15 shows planned for november and december don't we yes yep. yes yep so there's well that hopefully that hopefully means there's 15 shows to be played we were chatting with uh, Towns a couple of weeks ago, and they said that they've been they're currently on the two hundredth day of their Fortnite tour. So, um, oh, we they, should work they, that out. That's that's a cool way of thinking about it. They yeah. um they they're still going. So hopefully, fifteen nights can can come in one block for you guys. Well, I reckon, <laughs> I, I've got faith. I think Australia's going to get its shit together. Like it's it's all it's all just becoming quite you know more and more obvious. What has to happen, so yeah, yeah, we'll be all right. <laughs> That's fair enough. Well, time itself drops on Friday, August twenty seventh, and it's definitely a, a must listen. Uh, whether you're not you're an old fan of Children Collide or a new fan, and uh, Ryan, Chelsea, and Johnny, thank you so much for joining me um, to have a chat about Thanks, it. Max, Thanks. thank you.